Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and info for everything of March Madness and NBA this year. From the Final Four to the NBA playoffs, BetOnline is your sports information headquarters this season. If you love sports info, score, news, and podcasts, you can find everything at BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to uh, our website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where, of course, we wax poetic about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man who was able to steal a base or two playing professional baseball. Also, he played in the National Football League as well. The one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey, man. Just I'm trying to come up with a name for the new, uh, you know, the soap opera name for the Cardinals, man, because they... You know, they just can't stay out of their own way, bro. They yeah. Really can't. <laughs> yeah. So, so in today's episode, I want to talk about, uh, lies told for draft purposes. So, so plant that. That's one of the reasons why I asked you, uh, that, that one question before we went live. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, we'll get in, we'll ramble a little bit, but we're going to start off with what, uh, what easy was alluding to in terms of as the world turns, so to speak, in terms of where the, the Arizona Cardinals. And if you don't know, we're talking about this week, former, um, uh, what was it? What was his position? Um, but, uh, executive. Terry McKenna, former executive within the Arizona Cardinals for over what a decade, um, was, has filed a lawsuit, uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, uh, claiming, uh, claiming cheating and among a couple of other things in the Cardinals, they, uh, issued a press release. They issued a release and they, which was rather scathing. And I don't want to get into kind of what you believe or what you don't believe, uh, easy, but I, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm sure that we've been both, you've been in the locker rooms. I've, you know, we've both been in, in corporate settings. Whereas sometimes when that one employee leaves, they, they're trying to scorch earth, whether they have some culpability or not. But with some of the allegations that came out from McDonough, uh, who was, who claims that there was once, what is it, 2018 when Steve, former uh, GM Steve Kahn was suspended for, uh, for a DUI. The, the, the Cardinals suspended him, uh, for, was it five weeks? If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And weeks. there was a, he, he claims that there was, uh, that it was encouraged, strongly encouraged or, or mandated from, uh, owner, uh, Michael Bidwill that they use a burner phone in order to be able to communicate with, uh, communicate with, with, uh, with Steve Kime to be able to continue to conduct business as usual, so to speak. And it's one of those things I was listening this, uh, I was listening this week, uh, on 98.7 and it, and Dan Bickley kind of intimated that it was around that time. There was still that kind of that wink, wink, maybe nudge, nudge that. That there were people were that Kime was still in charge while he was while he was uh, on suspension. Also, some things about uh, uh, claims about uh, racism or discrimination, uh, just some different things going on there. And then when the Cardinals responded, they I mean they they lit a blowtorch to this man, claiming so many oh letting, airing so much dirty laundry, um, almost as if that be careful what you wish for. Just your kind of. 10,000 foot thoughts about the, the accusations and the, the response by the Cardinals. 
Yeah, first off, with, with McDonough and his accusations, you know, I think the least of the worries or, or concerns I would have is about the burner phone issue because we all know that stuff is going on. You know, yeah. somebody gets suspended or is asked to stay away from the team. I would even bet this, Jay, even when players are, you know, they're serving suspensions or, quote, unquote, this is the time when we're not allowed to be in touch with our players. You know, that stuff goes on all the time. So right. for the Cardinals to pretend like, oh, no, we didn't. You know, we had a absolutely no contact with him. the burner phone issue to me come on we all know that during those five weeks they probably got some phones they used some fake emails or you know made up emails so they could keep in touch with Kaim over these five weeks and the fact that that's coming out okay the other parts of this thing where you know McDonough claims that uh, an environment where minorities like fear and it was a, a, a environment of fear for minority employee uh, employees and then, you know, racism and, and different things, those are the, the, the issues that, you know, I think should be front and, you know, up in the front of, uh, you know, some of these things, you know, gross misconduct, you know, harassment. I read in some of these stories where like two of the female employees who were pregnant, they sent them home crying. You know, let's yeah. look into what type of environment was created for this type of, you know, I guess, uh, dealing, you know, the owner and his staff walking around, you know, just treating people like dirt and garbage. That's the bigger thing for me. Here's, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you real quick and I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. But it, it almost seems to me just the first thing that I thought about was, Hey, so I, I think that, I think that manager was terrible. And he also he was yelling at Joe all the time. And Joe told me one time that he felt real, real uncomfortable when the manager was talking to him. So not only you owe me money, but you owe Joe an apology. It just seems as if you're trying to yeah. bring other people into stuff where they were probably saying, "Hey, man, ease up, dog. I don't know. I don't need you to. I don't need you to to advocate for me." But it, but continue. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it. It just shows the dysfunction of the Cardinals. It goes a whole lot deeper, Jay, than just this roster and, you know, the people they have putting a uniform on. The other thing is the thing that struck out, stuck out to me was, okay, McDonough, he, you know, filed his claim. He goes, it's almost like, you know, you got your grievance, you go file it. And then the Cardinals had two options here. One is, Hey, let the, you know, we don't need to necessarily respond to this, but let's take the high road and we'll go through the process. You know, we'll have this arbitration meeting and, you know, just, you know, let let the the process take care of itself. Or, Right. Man, let's go find every email, Woo. every story that we can think of that we're going to make this dude look like dirt. They dove into his personal more than they even did with his professional, you know, mm-hmm. that, I mean, they're talking about, you know, domestic violence and this. And, you know, if you want to, you're going to throw stuff out there. You better have proof to back it up. But, man, they went back and they just, it was almost like you would have thought this was, um, um, you know, the um, election campaign or something. Yeah. I, I always say to people, I would never want to be a politician because I don't Ooh. care how nice you are or, you know, they're going to go find some type of dirt on you and then twist it yeah. to make it, you know, oh my God, Ed, he used to boil puppies in the, you know, in the, in his uh, kitchen and they're, you know, you know, he's an animal haterist and, you know, they'll point whatever they can. In this instance, man, they went and it was almost like it's a below the belt. I mean, they literally, we're like, okay, who's got dirt on on McDonough? So let's all sit down and put this on. They went that that if if you look at that piece they put together, that took some thought, that took yeah. some editing, yeah. that took a whole lot of people put that. That's not one draft and let's go. 
that's we're gonna put this together and pass it around. Hey, can anybody else add to this? And and, and to me, that was just below the belt. And how are you encouraging? One, we all know it's a process. I, you know, yeah. I, working for an NFL team is just like working for for any other five hundred Fortune five hundred company. You know that type of thing. And we everybody should have the right to air their grievances. Now, you know, could it be some uh, sour grapes for McDonough? Maybe you know I spent a lot of time here. And maybe they made some promises to him. He didn't get that job, meaning the elevation. They brought Austin Ford in here, and then they all had to have the uncomfortable meetings where, hey, Terry, come in here. We got to talk to you, you know. And they, and from what I understand, they paid him his money on the way out the door and everything. But yeah, he, he obviously has a case of bitter beer face. But for the Cardinals to go through this type of effort to to smear the man, to bring up the fact that. You know, yeah, we tried this, that, and the other, and he's just a bad dude. You know, he's, you know, domestic violence. He this, he walked around, he's taping. Man, now the I, taping thing because he because McDonough mentioned in the fact that he tape has taped conversations. Yeah. So if you're taping people unknowingly, that that is some stuff. If if somebody oh, said, yeah, hey, yeah. think about it, if if you were mentioned, so Ed uh, Javon caught you on tape. He recorded you on tape saying X Y Z in this in this uh, lawsuit against you know Acme Company. He would say, wait a minute, Javon, yeah. <laughs> to record me? What you doing? You know what it's like, Jay. It's the lesser of two evils. Uh-huh. Like, in this story, okay. I, I have no sympathy for either party for the, right, for the most right. part. It's just that, like I said. The, the the Cardinals are shooting with a bigger gun. Yeah. You know, he's, you know what you know, it, it makes me think of this, and you we love hip hop, so it's that it's uh, somebody throws out the jab, right? So they the, the, somebody tries to diss you. Yeah. You say, oh, oh, that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> you shot my shot my pinky toe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'm coming out with the I'm coming out both barrels Bazooka. just right at you, just boom. Oh, dang, man, you didn't have to Yeah. Now to uh, killing that with a hammer, good lord! I, I think the Cardinals should have took a higher road and just said, you know, hey, we're, I know he left. We're, you know, we understand he probably has some feelings. He feels a certain way. We're just gonna let this play out, and this is, you know, how they always do. They just try to sweep it under the rug. They were like, oh, you did? You said what? This is like somebody who goes after Eminem in in the rap world. Yes. And I'm like, why would you yes. ever do that? Because that dude, I mean, he he'll talk about his own mama. So you know what it'll do to, do to you. And, you know, and this is what the Card- the Cardinals basically, for me, if you're looking for a job in the NFL, front office, whatever it may be, this is now the last destination on your list because Ooh. you see how they, you're going to treat. This is how they treat people on the way out the door. And then, obviously, we just got the report card on them. It's a, I mean, they're just stacking up this bad grade after bad grade. And I say that literally with that report card they got facilities, you know, the fact they make players pay for their food, you know, family, taking care of family, you know, and the only thing they did seem to get right was the training staff, Jay, and what they do? They go out and fire the head trainer. So it's like, you know, and then like I said, on top of this, why would anybody want to come work for this organization? It just continues to get more and more, you know, and then here's another, you look and where's it all coming from? A lot of times, like if, if there's, like even the Titanic took a hit, right? It was on the side. Yeah. This this monkey right here, bro, is broken at the top, and it's just mm-hmm. it, 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 there's no there's no way around it. It's just man, I don't see how the Cardinals like unless you and you know you can't fire an owner. This dude he owns the team, 
So you, I mean, basically we're, I dare say we're stuck with him, but this is, and then you got people under him who are now probably scared for their jobs. We're going to say whatever management wants us to say, but I definitely want to be him. And man, it just continues to get worse and worse and worse. And I, you know, the, our hope for a quiet off season, you know, after the last couple, right. Yeah. It just continues on and on. And I don't know where this story goes from here, but there's going to be a lot of, you know, especially after the way they blasted McDonough, you know, next shot fired, even though his gun isn't as big as theirs, who knows what's going to come from him next. Is uh, are the are the Arizona Cardinals uh, like Denzel in training day? I'm King Kong. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I'm putting, I'm putting so, but, but, but seriously, is it, it's one of those, what it made me also think of is that what if these accusations for the most part are levied by McDonough, what if they're not, what, what if they're, what if they're not validated? What if, but the damage has been done just because of the accusation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would around the league and you and I, we, we try to stay as plugged in as we can. I'm not, I'm inclined to say that where there's smoke, there's at least a little fire. And this organization, just because of its history, and, and anybody who leaves there, it does, you know, this isn't, let's just put it this way. It, this isn't P- Pittsburgh. This isn't where the, everybody goes. And when you leave, it's like, oh my God, that was the best job I ever had. I love that organization. And, you know, this, the Cardinals are getting a reputation that this is not a great place to, to one play. It's also yeah. not a great place to work if you're, you know, front office. And man, I, you know, the, the accusations keep coming and coming. And I don't see any proof that at least a little bit of what he's saying isn't true. You know, can we the reverse know. be? And, can the reverse be true as well? So when with the with the uh, the retaliation by the Cardinals against uh, against McDonough that some of those things could be true oh, as well. So the truth is somewhere in between for both situations, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I say you, you know, technically who, what side do you feel bad for? Because in one hand, you know, you obviously, you know, McDonough has laid the track and, you know, we talk about how it seems like the Cardinals are not well run, you know, and I'm sure some of that stuff might or might not be going on. And on the flip side, you know, the Cardinals just made him seem like, you know, you know, and looking and, you know, a lot of times with those articles, Jay, you know, cause you do a great job. You'll find something, you'll send it over to me. A lot of times I do the skim action, you know, where I just okay. start here and I kind of do the finger and I just kind of breathe, you know, this one. And I can tell I read from top to the very last word. And yeah. there was not a lot of good things said about McDonough. And if half of it is true, especially, sure. the, especially the leaving the draft, Oh yeah, yeah. That that was yeah. There are definitely some very egregious things and some very heavy, heavy uh, accusations levied his way. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you just take out the personal stuff, there was still enough meat on that bone to say, man, that dude. You know, golly, you know, they 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 dove. They went a little too heavy handed with talking about you know this potential, uh, you know, stuff going on at home. And different accusations and stuff, but his, like you said, his work ethic and and that how did he get away with talking to Bidwell and certain people the way he did from time to time? Because it seemed like he was he was doing an awful lot. According to them, he was doing an awful lot of apologizing. And in most situations, you only get one of those Jay when you're talking to the head man, yeah. you know. But according to them, you're like he had to come in and he apologized again. 
it's like, well, you know, he must have been a great, great at what he did. Mm. Otherwise, you know, how's how's he escaping any type of retribution all the way to this point? So I don't know at this point, I don't know who to believe. I just know it's a lot of he said, he said, and neither side is going to look good when it's all said and done. If you're an organization looking for somebody now, he now his beef about, you know, filing this lawsuit, he might be trying to get some change because I don't know who is going to be hiring him moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, yeah. You know, and on yeah. the flip side, if you look at the Cardinals, like these are the type of people that you keep long-term around there. You got Nobody all this wins. stuff to say about him. I mean, it's just bad all the way around. Nobody wins in this one. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So the, with the, the Cardinals have the number three pick in the draft. And I think we have some, some subterfuge going on here. Because I came across, uh, I was, I heard uh, that there are rumors that the Texans who who are who are at number two, who need a quarterback, are thinking about drafting one Will Anderson, who is expect who are the Cardinals in most mock drafts are expected to take the uh, the edge rusher from uh, Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, rumors like this are floated because they're trying to make the the Cardinals think, yeah, we'll trade out of this, or you know, we'll we'll. We'll take we'll take that dude that you think about taking unless you want to swap one spot. Do you how how nervous could it make the Cardinals? Because I don't think the Cardinals will bite. I don't think they'll bite. They'll say, "Well, then take him then. We'll take. We got to somebody else. We'll take." But you're the one that's not going to take who you want to take, and then we might even trade to somebody else to move up to number three, and we'll still get a quality player. What What do you think about? This, this, the rumor being floated. Do you think the Cardinals would would bite on something like this? Nah, if you're a Houston or Carolina, first off, Houston, you got to feel like idiots because you had the number one overall pick in your hand, and you pissed Tubby, uh, uh, Tubby, uh, Tubby off just uh, enough. Lovey Smith, Lovey, yeah. Lovey, you pissed Lovey off just enough where he won that last game and pushed <laughs> you back to number two. Yeah. You had all the cards in your hand at this point, man. We all know the NFL is built around the quarterback position. Got two teams that need a quarterback in those spots. Obviously, Cardinals sitting there at three. If you're stupid enough to take a defensive lineman or something like that, then go right ahead. If I'm the Cardinals, that's like playing spades, but you show me your cards. Man, I already know what you've got in your hand. So <laughs> don't even pretend like, hey, you're going to try to twist it on us. You know, if you're stupid enough not to take one of those two quarterbacks at the top, then so be it. I'm going to sit where I'm at at three. Because I think the Cardinals do hold all the cards, at least the, the, they hold the cards as far as anybody who wants either the third quarterback in this draft because, you know, you're going to have to jump up in front of Indy or if you're Indy, you got to jump to where the Cardinals are at three, being that you're four to protect your, you know, what you want, you know. So I don't buy it. You know, what I was saying, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see, you yeah. know, in this instance right here, I'm – they could call me and to the, to as long as the day is long, I'm not believing anything that Houston tells me in terms of taking a quarterback or not taking a quarterback. They got no choice at this, at this point in the game. So Cardinals are sitting in a great spot. What they have to figure out is how much they value that third spot, how much they value getting that edge rusher versus getting a whole lot of other picks to maybe supplement. You know, you don't want to fall too far, far back in the order, but I think they can accomplish a lot. If they trade out of that three spot, you don't want to fall too far because you got other teams that are in very good positions behind you, meaning like Seahawks and, and, and Lions, because they don't need quarterbacks. They can bargain and, you know, do some different things as well. But if, 
you know, Cardinals are sitting in a very good spot, unique because and how often do you fall this far up in the draft? Um, do it, you know, do your homework, let everybody come to you. You sit there and you wait for best offers, or if nobody knocks your socks off, you go ahead and take that edge rusher and you move on. Now, we, but the the Seahawks could, I mean, even though they we know that they resigned or that yeah they they resigned um, Gino uh, Gino, but they need a quarterback because Gino is not necessarily a long term answer. So they within the next three four years, so you can draft somebody and you let them just sit on the bench for a little bit without and learning. And you probably told Gino, hey, hey Gino, we about to give you this money, but. Keep in mind, we may be bringing somebody on that to to transition here the next season or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and the Seahawks are sitting pretty good because you got to remember they got two picks in the first round, just yeah. like um, uh, Detroit. They they can you know Detroit has their bridge quarterback, uh, just mm-hmm. go ahead and golf, just like uh, Seattle mm-hmm. does. You and you you said the magic word too, Jay. You you're gonna need one in two to three years. You don't need yeah. one tomorrow. Eugenio did a very good job for you if you're Seattle. You hope that you can get a couple more years out of him like that. And think about how much better he can be if you take those two picks. Are you sitting at five and you're sitting somewhere down at 20, I think it is. And then, you know, think about what you have in the second and third round and beyond. If you blow this draft out of the water and get guys that are coming in here and making an impact, you didn't over, overpay for Gino either. You've got a couple to three years of some good quality, you know, uh, with, you know, between having a good head coach and drafting well, Seattle's sitting in a very good spot. And, you know, this is one of those instances where maybe they get lucky and something falls to them at 18, but with that first pick, go get you whatever your biggest need is beyond quarterback, you go ahead and get it. And, you know, like I said, that's one an example of, you know, luck being on your side. Who would have thought that that Detroit pick, hmm. uh, you know, from the Rams of all teams turns into a, the number six pick. Same thing with um, uh, with the uh, uh, well, the Seahawks from Denver and the Detroit yeah. getting their pick from the Rams. You know, who would ever thought? You know, so these are two teams that have you know made one you know one made playoffs, the other one just missed it, and these are looking pretty bright for them. In contrast to how bad things look for the Cardinals right now. Right. Think about it. We got one of the worst rosters in the league have done nothing in free agency to improve it, and you're not going to do it through the draft, meaning in one draft. If you're going to try to do it through the draft, this is three, two, three, four years in the making. You know. Here's a question for you. So you said one of the worst rosters in the league. Is that by design? It could be. It very well could be. And, you know, what are your options? If you're awesome for it and, and, and the front office, you know, you know you're not going to fix it immediately. So let's strip it down to the, you know, it's almost like, you know, and I'm not a car buff, but I know a lot of people who redo re- cars. And, you know, when you're going to do it, if it's got a bad motor and then this, you go ahead and strip that thing down to the bone. You want to go get a brand new motor, but you still got bad carburetor and, uh, you know, exhaust and this and that and the other. If you want to do it, man, you might as well go ahead and take that thing all the way down to the, you know, to, to sitting on blocks with no engine in it and nothing. And then rebuild it. That's why I call it a rebuilt. You know, yeah. you're not you're not just trying to, you know, tent windows and and, and you know, uh, getting putting new tires on it. This is breaking this thing down to the bare minimums. That's what like looks like what the Cardinals have done. And in in talking about free agency, they didn't go out and get brand new anything to put on this ugly looking car. You know, they figured, hey, we'll let you know Zach go. 
Byron Go, whoever. We're not going to spend high end for anything at this point in time. We're going to, like I said, go find the least. And, you know, disrespect some of the players, some of the players they bought in, but these aren't different difference makers. They know they're going to stink in 2023. And throw in the fact that Kyler, we might not even see him till mid to late season if we see him at all. This 2023 season is washed, but they're breaking it down all the way to the studs so they can try to make it all shiny and new in a couple of years, you know, pull that baby out of the garage and it's, you know, brand spanking new. So, okay, so if you're looking at that list in terms of the the list of the the, the draft order, how far was you you mentioned if they're if they're in a terrible state and then they they have to build this thing from uh from the from the skeleton and then do all that build it from from ground up, how far would you be comfortable with them dropping in the first round to let somebody move up? And them drop down to get it, maybe an additional pick or two in this year's draft, maybe another one for next mm-hmm. year's draft. How far, when you're looking at that list, would you be okay with them dropping? Because you don't want them to drop to the teens. Then you think, yeah. man, that's just terrible. But how? Yeah. How? What is? What is that? Is it the Raiders? Is it what? Was what's that? What do you think? Well, this is where you have to be smarter, you know. And this is where these draft geniuses they get the title because they know you have to know not just what you want to do. You got to have an idea of what you think the other teams are going with the direction yeah. they're going. You got to pick, you know, whatever your number one draft pick is on your board. You got to say, I'm willing to go to this spot, meaning, hey, we may we go to seven where the Raiders are because everybody in front of us, they're, they're probably going this way. But if we move to eight or below, there's no way we're getting our wish list pick. So, you know, we all know the problem with that though, Jay, is when people see you drop back just far enough, they're yeah. willing to, to make that move and jump from, you know, the high teams just in front of you. And then that's when you have no power because, yeah. you know, that's when it's, that's when all the wheeling and dealing and happens. And quite honestly, that's, you know, guys, GMs save and lose their jobs on draft day with those one or two mistakes. You know, and they're you just they, we we and that's why I get a tickle out of all these mock drafts, Jay. As soon as I mean, I, I God bless them. Everybody put they they've been putting them out for the last month or two. Yeah. You know, mock draft version ten, or you know, bro. As soon as one, you know, thing falls off the wrong way. Now you don't do as much fantasy football as I do, right? But there are times when I got my strategy right, mm-hmm. and I'm all set. I'm talking in the first round. The yeah. second somebody makes that wild card pick, like, oh my God. And sometimes it could be the stupidest move because like, you, know, you thought <laughs> you yeah. made me think about you made me think about blackjack. That's why I say I don't go and play because I don't want to be the one that messes everything up. Because I imagine yeah. in that draft, if somebody takes some other position a tight end too high, you think what Man. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> and then then you know what happens? Everybody goes into panic, and we all know bad decisions are made in panic situations because that six minute clock or whatever we think it is is because you all everything's cool when you know what you're doing and all of a sudden somebody does something stupid you know jumps up in front of you takes this now all of a sudden it's like oh my god because you didn't really necessarily have the plan for what that happening yeah and like i said that's why i said these guys on, on draft day some some of them look like geniuses and some of them look like you know they have absolutely no idea what they're doing because they're just not properly plan for every scenario that could possibly happen. And we all know as soon as as soon as that draft happens, you can say the first three picks, we actually we know exactly what's gonna happen. What if the Cardinals 
you know, at the three spot decide, hey, somebody offered us enough. We're going to fall back to 12 or whatever. Then you got Indy sitting there like, what the? I mean, it's, man, it's a crapshoot once it all starts. So, and that's why I love that first round. And that's why <laughs> every year you and I. That's why you get something there. like the Raiders when the Raiders, what, uh, what did they get? Um, gosh, it was Harry. Hayward, I forget that they drafted a wide receiver yeah. when way too high when no everybody was looking around saying, "Wait a minute, um, okay, I guess he's fast." How about last year with the Cardinals when they traded away the first pick, our number one pick to get Marquise <laughs> Brown? I'm like, what? You know, mm-hmm. and obviously they knew something we didn't know with the suspension coming and all that kind of stuff, but still it was a stupid move. You think I ask you this day? If they could do it all over again, the way this past season panned out and everything that happened, you think they would want that pick back? You think, yes. kind of, yeah, go maybe get us a big offensive lineman or edge rusher or a cornerback. You yeah. know, and there's so many things that this organization has done that I keep thinking to myself, man, it's, I have no idea what they're thinking, but they obviously don't know what the hell they're doing. So I got to ask this. So you mentioned uh, what kind of wanted that back. I was listening to a podcast, The Green Light with Chris Long. And so they had actually, and it just came out today and Steve Kime was on it. And so, uh, he was, he was on there for a, it was a good, really good interview with him. And so one of the things that Steve Kime talked about was that once he got that, after his press conference, when he was, when he was promoted to, uh, to GM, uh, he goes back to his office and he said, what the F do I do now? <laughs> and I, and because there's any Mitch, and he went on to say, because there's no, there's no manual on how to be a GM. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wonder, I wonder about that because I think that that's, you go into a, there are so many roles where you, you're a quarterback. This is what we do. We're going to work on your football. We're going to work on this. We're going to do this, do this, that. But when you're a GM, how you're now, since there's no playbook on how to do it, you're, you're really learning on the fly and you've got to hire a coach and all that. Your, your thoughts on that. And also have you, when you were, um, uh, playing either baseball or football, did you get put in one of those? All right, now here's your role. Figure out how to do it. When they're when, have you ever felt kind of just thrown into the fire in that way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as a player, you you know, most of the time you have an idea of what is expected of you. But yeah, no, I've, I mean, I had situations in my career where something was tossed at me, and it, it you know totally threw me for. I even later in my career. Hey, hey, come here. We want to say, you know, I'm an everyday third baseman, play first base. We want you to start, you know, learning the outfield a little bit, huh? I never, sure. played, I never played an outfield my entire life. And that's even, you know, other than sagging balls, doing batting practice and stuff like that. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, we want you to add this to your game. It's like, really? Okay. As far as time, you know, yeah, no, there's certain positions and certain, certain things that we do or tasks. You know, there is no playbook or playbook or manual, but the thing, Jay, is that's when having the right people around you to help mm-hmm. you through those choppy and cloudy days in the beginning. And we've all done it. We've, we've been in positions there. I've taken on positions as far as, you know, in the corporate world. And, you know, they, you know, hey, we want to promote you to such and such. We want you to start handling this. And you're like, oh, man, I've been waiting for this. The second the door closed, you're like, what the hell? Like, I, man, you know, you start looking through, trying to figure out who's yeah. done it before you and how did they do it. And who can I call to help me guide me in this? You know, that's, you know, in, in this situation, like with somebody with kind, that's when you got to have the right people around you or the right people in your Rolodex. So they might not even be in the organization, but those mentors and people that can, you know, have helped you climb the ladder 
you know, maybe that for you and I, it's a Han shots. Somebody yeah. like Han. Whenever yeah. we have something that, you know, it's like, mm, I'm not too sure. That's our go-to do, you know, yeah. so for, and you yeah. know, it's different levels of it. For Kime, you know, obviously you're talking about somebody who's, you know, it's really in the fiber, fabric of the game. Their, their knowledge is, you know, impeccable. You got to find somebody like that. And, you know, and sometimes maybe even find somebody that's not necessarily a football mind, but they're a business mind to mm-hmm. help you figure it out. So, you know, it all depends. But, you know, Kime, over the years, we know he just didn't have – he wasn't the smartest and sharpest blade in the – you know, on the rack. And he also didn't put the right people around him to help guide him when he was unclear or unsure. I wonder about that when it comes to when it comes to Austin for again. This is this this is his opportunity to 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 uh, start to make his mark or to create his legend or all the, all those things his legacy. And when you get into it, as you mentioned, it's sometimes it's okay. I'll, I'll agree to do it, but then you start to get in the middle of it and you say what is this? Nobody yeah. told me this. I thought I had a great mentor, but they didn't mention this. or they didn't mention when you have these things that are going on or these moving parts to these moving parts to deal with. But so we'll definitely kind of keep that uh, an eye on that stuff. So you have been listening to believe in the Arizona Cardinals and we are presented by bet online. So tell a friend to tell a friend about what we got going on here. And uh, as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can so next week. Be easy out there folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.